All right, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, jobbers? Welcome, welcome, and welcome. Yes, my name is Taz, and welcome to the Taz Show. Absolutely. Uh, you know, want to thank you for downloading this episode on radio.com, either on the app or the website. Seems like they work a lot of their kinks out, and it's going well. Also, maybe, uh, maybe I should say, you're downloading this episode over at the um, Apple Podcasts, which some of us old-timers call... Uh, iTunes. So yeah, uh, or wherever you get your podcast, you're downloading this episode or me. And I appreciate that. And or me, I should say. And maybe you subscribed. And if you did, thank you. If not, click the button, jobbers. Click the friggin' button that said subscribe says subscribe. So you don't have to deal with no bullshit. Just subscribe to the show. And all your other fucking ten thousand wrestling podcasts you subscribe to. But keep in mind, I will stay at the top of my game and give you a plethora of content honesty no agenda no bullshit just me raw jones talking wrestling on the Taz show yes here we go so uh this is gonna be a fun episode because we'll do a little taz hall meeting part three or episodes three i should say episode three uh for those that are new to taz hall meeting basically it's you guys know town hall meeting we're gonna have a town hall meeting yeah we're gonna have a what a little league team has got a problem because they don't want to uh, bring this guy in as the VP because uh, he's got five kids in the league and he's going to fucking have an agenda that they all make the all-star team and they're all studs, but they're really not studs. They all kind of stink, but because he's the VP, then he has, he's got an agenda. So uh, let's have a, taz, a town hall meeting about this with the baseball league. Uh, I've actually seen that happen uh, when my son was younger, and that's no bullshit. Um, so, so, so a town hall meeting is, you know, you know what that is. So if not, Google it. Okay, so this is a little slant on that. It's a Taz Hall meeting. It's basically a fancy name, a gimmick uh, for a Q&A. Uh, that's really it. So you people ask questions, you people, and then I come out here and answer them. And that's how it is. Then we do that either on the Facebook uh, at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. Or now, uh, for all you jobbers, it's on the IG. So uh, there was a posted gimmick on the Taz Talk Instagram, T-A-Z-T-A-L-K. Uh, so you could go there and you could have went there and asked some questions. So I will pull questions and uh, some of the job is behind the scenes uh, video, Brian. He helped with this and pulled some of the questions uh, from uh, a lot of you folks. And uh, I approved them because I'm the grand high exaltic Mr. Rula. That's why I approved them. Um, and uh, oh, yeah, I have to also. Hmm. I want to talk about because I was on someone else's podcast. For those of you that know or maybe don't know, and I'll get into that in a second. And, uh, well, first let me get into this. Uh, if you or someone you know is concerned about a veteran, uh, guys, this is important. Please call the Veterans Crisis Line. Confidential support is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for veterans and their families. Simply dial 800-273-8255, press the number one, or use the online chat function on VeteransCrisisLine.net. 
Okay, or you can text also, guys, 838-255. So that's a nice option. The Veterans Crisis Line is available to all veterans, even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. That's a very important note, even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. So please visit the veteranscrisisline.net to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis, uh, warning signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one to a veteran loved one in crisis or might be in crisis. Again, 800-273-8255. Press the number one or use the online chat function, veteranscrisisline.net or text 838-255. So um, Bill Apter, you, a lot of you guys know Bill Apter. So I was just on his, uh, they just dropped the podcast uh, where he interviewed me and we had a chat and it's called the Apter Chat. So I told you guys about this a while back. So uh, uh, we retreated it from the account, and uh, and it was a lot of fun uh, catching up with an old friend in Bill Apter, and um, a lot of stories in there I gave. You know, a lot of you guys maybe heard some of the stuff because he, they were asking questions uh, himself and, and Josh, uh, Bill and Josh. Josh is a, kind of his co-host, a guy who helps organize the, the podcast for Bill, and Bill does a good job. It's an interview you know, base wrestling podcasting. So, you know, a lot of people do that, but Bill has been around the game for decades upon decades and has a lot of connections and, and uh, friendships in the industry from a lot of big stars in the business. And he's helped a lot of guys and I'm one of them. So he helped me many, many moons ago. I've talked about that on my show. I talk a lot about that in the after chat that they just dropped. Um, it was fun. It was fun. Definitely catching up with him. Um, you know, the only thing I will say, the only thing I didn't want to say it to him on the on his uh, on his podcast with to Bill, but I'll text him. I'll tell. I didn't want. I didn't want to. I'm not, not. I didn't want to call bullshit because it wasn't really bullshit. It was. There was some truth to it, but I don't like the word that she used. Like that, I was stalking Bill after when I was green as grass trying to break in, and I saw him at a supermarket. I did see him at a supermarket, and I did take a lap around fucking one of the aisles it might have been the snack aisle back then i enjoyed a lot of snacks um i don't remember which aisle it was and i remember saying that looks familiar and i did a loop around and i said hey aren't you blah 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 bill Aptum. and so he always was in the magazines because he was one of the main guys of the editor editing of the gimmick of the pro wrestling illustrated and he's like yeah and then we talked so anyway um so that's not stalking i'm sorry that's a slight exa- exaggeration bill Aptor. It's kind of bullshit, to be honest with you. So uh cut a promo on Bill after he's my friend. Anyway, I should have said it to him in his podcast. And I was thinking, uh, you know, I'm like, well, you know, his podcast is new. I don't want to fucking just bury everybody that, that's thinking, like, that likes Bill. I don't want to bury Bill because I love Bill. But no, I didn't stalk him. It's not stalking. It was a loop. It was a lap from the snack aisle to maybe the soda aisle. That could have been it. Maybe he was in the soda aisle. I don't know. Uh, regardless, it was a cool podcast, so give it a listen. It was a fucking trilogy. It was about two hours long, the thing. It was forever. I just talked and talked. It's just nonstop. And I never used to go on anybody's gimmicks, as you guys know. No, no all these podcasts out there. I don't normally, you know what I mean, uh, mess around and go on anyone's uh, gimmicks. So, uh, but Bill, I, you know, Bill invited me, so I'm like, I'm in. No problemo, amigo. Uh, uh, so anyway, so let's get into some of the Taz Hall um, meeting. I got to get a fancy damn intro for this. I got to talk to the crew. I need some kind of a fancy intro. I'm big into production. You guys know that. All right, so we're going to go uh, right at a couple of questions that were on Facebook at, uh, like I said, Taz Show. I'm sorry, Facebook.com slash the Taz Show. Okay, this is from Earl Kirkpatrick. 
Earl Kirkpatrick. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's uh, he's a longtime listener and viewer when I was doing live video of the Taz show. I remember his name. He's got a very simple name to remember. If I remember, sir, Mr. Fitzpatrick, Earl Kirkpatrick, you're a big Ring of Honor fan and uh, indie, hardcore indie wrestling fan, if I remember correctly. But I digress. So this is what Earl had asked me. Uh, your thoughts on having a manager in today's wrestling versus back in the day. Uh, there are certainly not as many today. Why do you think that is? Okay, good question and a good observation as a wrestling fan. Well, a couple of things. Um, I agree with you. I, I There's definitely not as much as there was. Um, obviously, the first one that comes to mind is Paul Heyman, even though he would tell you, and others would say he's an advocate, but it's still a manager. Sorry, Paul. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's the first one that jumps out, and and – uh, and obviously, you know, Paul, so he's the first one that jumps out, one of the few as far as in WWE. And the thing is, he kind of sets um, a measuring stick very high. Uh, now, that's, that, that's not why they don't do it anymore. Um, but he's the guy who jumps out to you right away. Um, arguably the best talker in the business um, today, right? And, and in a lot of years. Um, but I don't... I, I don't think just because Paul's so great at it, because he is, that that means you cannot do, you know what I mean, that you can't do, have uh, folks manage people today, namely the WWE, right? We'll talk WWE because they are the top dog, and they are, you know, they're, 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 that's not changing anytime soon, as we all know. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 to me, I'm a fan of it. I, I love it. I remember all those great managers I've passed, and there's a list and list of them, and from Captain Walbano to Freddie Blassie, you know, whoever, uh, Jim Cornette, obviously Paul Heyman, uh, Paul Ellingham we saw as of more recent, not yesterday, but like, you know, in modern day times wrestling, managing Authors of Pain in NXT, and then that, that changed uh, once they got pulled up to the main gimmick. Um, and uh, I don't know, I... I uh, and, I, and they still have they have a manager now currently, and I'll get into that in a second. But but the thing is, like I feel um, I feel it's a must. I feel there's several talents that need it. Again, just sticking to World Wrestling Entertainment. Um, look, I've always believed if you can really talk and you got the pipes and you could really cut a promo, then you don't need a mouthpiece. You don't. Um, I, it's it's there's no need, but you you see it sometimes. Like like the four horsemen come to mind. You had JJ Dillon and and all four of these cats were great talkers, Oli and On and Rick and Tully. These guys were amazing amazing on the mic, but yet they had JJ. You know, and but back then I just think they were they were there was more there was better uh, wrong, wrong uh, English vocabulary English I should say bad grammar. I should say. There was more. Uh, talented speakers, uh, talkers, public speakers in the business, in my opinion, years ago. And it's because of all the micromanaging with the writing is heavy today. Now, that might, and I have a lot of friends of mine that are writers and still currently with WWE, a couple of them. I'm, I hate to be, be disrespectful, but that's just that's just my opinion. Um, and, I, and I'm not trying to come off at any of the current talent that they can't talk because there's a ton of current talent that are great talkers. But I think back in the day, there were there were more because you were kind of forced to, um, because if you didn't have a manager, you had to cut a promo and get yourself over. And there was really no one writing the promo and all that kind of jazz. And and there was just a plethora of ad-libbing, you know. So I think that was the deal. Um, 
if you look at like like I mentioned, uh, AOP, you know they have Drake Mag- Maverick now who manages them, who does a great job, and he always is a great talker, and he's just a great character. And even went during his years in TNA, that's when I knew him and a good dude, um, real good dude, and real passionate about the business. He does a great job, and I and I think because he's such you know not such a big guy at all, he's a smaller guy. Being with those two monsters, monsters I should say, is awesome. I think it's very cool. I think it works. It's 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 good stuff. Um, I, I definitely think, um, Mr. Fitzpatrick, to your question, it's needed. It's definitely needed, um, for sure, to have managers. And I felt like maybe a couple of years back that that was going to start happening more and more and more. And it, it kind of died out. It, it didn't. You know, it didn't. Um, it, it felt like that was, you know, what I mean, that that's what 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 how things were going to go down, and it just really didn't. So, it doesn't mean they can't get get rolling with it and do it again here really anytime soon, because they can. And I do think it's something that the business could use, and I think it'd be cool if it was back. Um, but we'll see. Now, I now, um, why is it not happening? I don't know. I I I think maybe they want the talent maybe to try to stand alone or stand on their own two feet could be one reason um i don't know the exact answer i could just give an opinion i i think if if you put a gun in my head and said why are they not having managers as much as they did many years ago why 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 Taz? why 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 well i would say they have about you know 65 pounds of baloney in a you know seven pound bag point is they got a lot of talent they got a lot of content. They got a lot of shows. They got a lot of writers. They got a lot of cameras. They got a lot of production people. They got a lot of everything. And so I just think there's just so much going on there that, well, let's bring more managers in. Probably is not on the top of the list. Um, you know, creatively speaking, though, I do think that it's important. I mean, you look at someone like Carrie Sane, who does a really good job in the ring. She's the NXT Women's Champion. Uh, she really could have a regular, steady you know, someone could talk for on a regular, 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 regular basis. You know what I mean? I, I, I've talked about Ronda Rousey many times. I feel like she could use someone. She's getting better. She seems organic, but I just think that that would have helped her, someone that's a big star like her. I mean, she's going to end up being pretty good because she's getting better with, with cutting promos, but we're watching her learn in front of our eyes, which is kind of weird, but cool in the same way. Um, and you can go through a list, a, a litany of people that could use managers today, but... Um, you know what? I, I respect the creativity uh, that that maybe at times WWE is trying to put on a lot of these talents to to learn and get better. And but sometimes it's hard when you maybe a macro managing them or writing everything for them almost word for word, and they're reading a script. Uh, I know it's entertainment. I know you're making mini movies every week, but that's my only t- stance on that. I, um, I I would think that if you took an exit poll of who can cut an off the cuff wing it promo better, the men and women of you know, whatever, 25 years, 20 years ago, or the talent today. I, I frankly, I would think the, you know, the exit poll would say that the men and women of back in the day. All right. And that's not me ripping the young talent today. It's not their fault. It's just the way the business has evolved. So I don't want anyone that's younger or is a fan of the younger current talent because I'm a fan of the current talent. So I'm just saying, like, that's the reason, in my opinion, my professional opinion, why um, that's been going on. Uh, you know that you don't see as much managers, but maybe we'll see more and more. It, it, it might happen because the Drake Ma- Drake uh, uh, Maverick stuff is working. Obviously, Heyman stuff work. So um, um, and there's others. So not just not a lot, but um, so we shall see. Uh, Cassandra Kelly, uh, who's actually in the Taz and Moose Fantasy Football League, 
um, would not give up her quarterback to me, but that's a whole different topic. Do events like the Super Show down in Australian, uh, down, down in Australia, I should say, and Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia help or hurt current uh, continuity, I'm sorry, of storylines, meaning today's storyline. Good question, Cassandra. And this, her question came via Instagram on Taz Talk, T-A-Z-T-A-L-K, because uh, she saw the uh, Taz Hall meeting. Uh, let's go. Give me some questions type gimmick, part three, episode three. All right, Cassandra, here's the deal. Does it hurt it? No, it doesn't. Um, I understand why you're asking the question. It's a small question. Um, it doesn't. Because they're not, they're going to give you more. They're not going to delve into storylines in those shows, and they're not. They're pushing the event as a as a as a just a spectacular moment. You know, uh, like the Super Show in Australia, for, for example. They're pushing that as just a massive event, pushing hard the main event. There's really no stories involved. They're going to give you a bunch of good matches and a, and a good show, and a lot of times that's what fans like. And that was just a circle back, like with All In, what they did. You know, Cody Rhodes and company, you know, and the Bucks and stuff. The shit was just like awesome because you didn't like I talked about that when I did a podcast about it. There's not a ton to think about. You're just watching good matches. I don't have a problem with that with, with, when WWE does that. I think they should do that more. But I understand what you're saying about the continuity, uh, Cassandra Kelly. I get what you're saying. That's a like I said, good question, but I don't think it hurts it. You know why? The main reason to the wheel keeps on rolling, the WWE wheel, and the cogs in the wheel go so fast. So we see one cog that's like, oh, wait, they're doing this guy against this guy in Saudi Arabia. But wait a minute, that doesn't fix with this story that they're doing on Smack. And whoop, the wheel keeps turning. Oh, next, next, next. Wheel keeps on spinning so much because they're doing so much. And then once those big events, Cassandra, end, they're moving on. They're moving on to, to, to push Raw, push SmackDown, push up um, one of them, obviously, big you know, mainstream pay-per-views, uh, and not those special things. They just move on, and that's the right way to handle it. So what WWE does with that, in my opinion, I think they they handle it the right way. Uh, we got one here. Uh, who's this here? On uh, Taz Talk, again, on Instagram, IG. Felicia 2121 Unless I'm reading that name wrong. I don't read friends well. French well have you ever gotten upset with an opponent who blew up for their ring entrance and had to be and had to carry their sorry ass throughout the match so uh, I've someone never blown up so much that I had to carry them through a match because of their entrance love the inside terms blew up hmm. You must be a wrestler. Um, anyway, <laughs> where, where's the markology on that one? Uh, basically, blew up means got tired. Uh, so basically, have you ever gotten uh, upset with an opponent who got tired on their ring entrance and that you had to carry their sorry ass throughout the match? Uh, no, no, I have not to answer the question. No, uh, I've seen it happen in other matches that never happened to me. Um, you know, if someone uh, had gotten you know, blown up. Growing up. Now, I've wrestled many guys who have blown up during a match with me and a couple times i did get pissed off and and other times i didn't um and and i've gotten blown up during matches and and i've had guys get mad at me and not get mad at me so it's part of the business kind of that that end of it um real quick to to give you a little really pull back the curtain on wrestling and that whole thing with blowing up and getting tired during a match it takes years to really learn this and i could tell you and you could think you understand as a fan but until you really do it a lot for a lot of years meaning go out and wrestle it takes a long time to learn how to do what i'm about to tell you to do a big part of not 
blowing up or getting exhausted and gassed during a match is mental, not not physical. Believe it or not, it's mental. Um, what blows you up, what makes you tired a lot of times is the stress. So your heart races, your pulse jacks up, and it, it, if you, it all, I don't have to be a doctor to fucking tell you this. It's, it's a shoot. Um, that's what it is. And once you, I learned that from veterans. You know, once I was rolling the business about six or seven years, like to control my mind more, and not to think about that, and to stay focused on what I had to do in the ring, and and how to keep the match strong, and all this other good shit. And <clears throat> a lot of times, when you think about you're gonna blow up, you blow up. And that's the truth. <laughs> it it really could fuck with your mind because you stresses you out. Uh, it's it's a shitty feeling. I, I can tell it's happened to me more than once. Um, and but as I got older in the business, in the ring, uh, it really didn't happen much at all um, because you really learn how to control your mind and your body and all this other fun stuff. Um, because there is a way to do it. Um, it, it, and a lot of it is just reps. It's just you know just just takes time. Uh, to do that um, So what else we got So we're going to go to Facebook Go back to Facebook Kind of like a back and forth kind of dealio here uh, Facebook uh, This is on like I said Facebook.com slash the Taz show So go over there and subscribe to that shit too And uh, whatever share it Whatever you people do on Facebook This is from Henry Jenkins Okay Taz learning tree moment for me When a wrestler would run in And interfere with a match they, they used to sound the ring bell constantly, 90s and before, meaning 1990s and before, and do pull-aparts. And now uh, they seem to let the wrestlers go at it without little or no ref uh, uh, interruption and no bell ringing. Uh, when did that change and why? I think it added urgency, but now it's a little, uh, but now it's a little understated in my opinion henry jenkins henry thank you uh yeah agreed um listen the whole ring of the bell like fucking mayhem uh to me was the best gimmick going i loved it that created uh mayhem uh to your point urgency it created a sense of urgency it created frantic you know which it 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 made that emotion made it crazy and that it was just such a simple stupid little thing that uh whoever came up with it many many years ago i don't know who uh, had done it and uh, and where the belt's just like when there's a bunch of heels beating someone up or there's uh, something got out of control in the ring it's like ding 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 it's just great it just creates craziness and, and carnage it's awesome and I agree um, why it doesn't happen anymore I, I'll tell you my, my strong opinion on this is I think that as far as WWE goes I mean other companies in the indies do it but as far as WWE goes I don't think they do it a ton at all I don't remember the last time they really have I'm sure they have though um, you could tweet me if you want at official Taz if you could tell me a recent time WWE did this with the bell. I feel WWE uh, really wants to really not do anything that was well. That's exaggerated. Not let me not say anything. Uh, most of the things WWE wants to do doesn't resemble things that were done years ago that were wrestling things, and that's how it's described backstage. Not wrestling things, wrestling. Because it's kind of a sarcastic comment, meaning like um, how it was back in the day when those crazy rasses got a smoke-filled arena with a fucking spotlight over the ring. Those two big jacked-up guys beating the shit out of each other, that kind of thing. They they don't want that wrestling thing, you know. So I, I believe they look at themselves as more big-time entertainment, you know, public company, uh, multi-multi millions of dollars. And they're right. Um, 
and it's tough to kind of throw a flag on what they do. And we could nitpick, and so could I, and I do it sometimes, on some creative stuff they do um, with a pull-apart or lack thereof, where the pull-apart might look contrived or it's not the same feeling as it was years ago. Um, but that's how they are laying the groundwork for what they want to do. And I, I always say, no matter if I critique or whatever, it's tough to bitch about WWE um, because they're just the money just keeps pouring in and the, the fan base keeps growing. Are they losing fans sometimes? Of course. Any business uh, loses fans. I'm sure on my show I've lost people who listen to to my content, but I get new ones. It's just it's, you know, once you have a, a history and you have a, a, a true base, and I know I have that. Obviously, WWE does too. Most of you guys listen to me are probably a true wrestling base where you're pissed at WWE, you're sick of them, blah, 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 but you'll throw Raw on maybe, you know, three Mondays out of four in a month. You know what I mean? Like you still will go back. I, I shouldn't say everyone. It's unfair to do that. I don't. It's a, I just stereotype the whole wrestling community. That was probably bad, but I do that sometimes. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I love the. Um, I miss the bell thing. I, I love that. I think it was great and good. And good, uh, good question right there, Henry Jenkins. Uh, much appreciated for sure. Uh, what else we got? Um, this is have you? This was again Facebook. Another Facebook one. Have you been asked to go back speak? Slash coach at the announcers uh, Felice P- Palasi Palisi Palasi Sorry I butchered your name uh, No uh, No I have not uh, Next question no, <laughs> That's funny I wouldn't do that to you No I have not uh, been asked to come back and speak And coach the announcers No Michael Cole's in charge of the announcers And Michael Cole works for Triple H um, I, you know, uh, if I was, I'd have no problem talking to color commentators and 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 give some advice to them. If if I was asked, I was I've never been asked. Uh, and why? I know you didn't ask that, but I'll answer it. Uh, these are comments probably that you know keep me out of Hall of Fame, uh, but that's been going on for a long time. Um, here's the thing: I, I they don't they don't want me or anybody um, from the past for the most part. Um, why why would they 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 look at it like they're trying to constantly evolve and change and they don't want uh that type of thing they that's why a lot of their trainers uh they they kind of all have a similar they're taught they're told kind of a certain way to train guys and girls and that's my only big fear at the performance center as awesome as it is and the job they're doing there you just got to be careful that you're not cloning just making clones of men and women that all kind of have a similar you know because if you're showing one way to do something and you have one mindset for the most part and, you know, one vision for the most part, that's what you got to be careful of. I'm not saying they always do that, but that does happen a lot, What, what they, in my opinion, of the performance center. Just my – and I respect Triple H. I respect HBK. I would hope they respect me. Maybe they don't. I don't. Whatever. No problem. I'm not losing sleep. I don't give a shit. That's fine too. But I'm just saying I think that you, you got to have – um. I always talk about the ice cream shop, and you know when you talk about announcers, you're asking me about announcers. If I ever was asked to speak or coach the announcers, no, I wasn't. Then that goes to the ice cream shop. You know, you go to the ice cream shop. You don't just want vanilla and chocolate. You want options. You want maybe an option of strawberry, or you want an option of uh, my favorite, the Rocky Road, or you want a black cherry. You know, you want an option of maybe a. Uh, a caramel swirl. You want a salted caramel. Maybe I'm obsessed with caramel. You want options. You know, that that's the thing. And I feel that's important with creativity with wrestlers um, and announcers 
But no, I've never been asked, and I don't think I will be, um, especially after those comments. So there you have it. Uh, what else we got? We got oh, an old school guy. I remember this guy. The Wolfgang, our friend from Germany. This is on IG at Taz Talk, T-A-Z-T-L-K, plug. Um, there are two much long matches on Raw slash SmackDown on Raw slash SmackDown. Wolfgang, that's a repeat. He repeated it. Shorter matches would give guys like Ty Dillinger, Zack Ryder, and uh, Benjamin Shelton. <laughs> LOL. I get the joke. Uh, maybe I'll get into it in a second. That's a Dixie Carter reference. Long time ago. Whatever. She didn't realize his name was Shelton Benjamin. She called him Benjamin Shelton. But that's a whole nother story. Uh, more screen time. So it would give guys like uh, Ty Dillinger, Zack Ryder, uh, Shelton Benjamin uh, more um, on screen time, in his opinion, in, in my opinion, Wolfgang said. What do you think at Taz Talk? Um, Wolfgang, thanks, buddy. Long time no talk. I remember you used to call the show all the time, and you had that very heavy, thick German accent, being that you're from Germany, and you would call from the Germany. Uh, and you were always a great sport, and uh, and and I miss talking to you when you call the show. You were always, always a great sport and a great supporter of the Taz Show. So thank you for still checking out the content and stuff. Um, yeah, here's the thing. I, it depends which way you're looking at it, Wolfgang. Some folks, and I remember hearing it for years, would bitch and moan like crazy nonstop that matches are too short. The matches on Raw are too short. It, you know, and, and I don't want to see a six-minute match. I don't want to see a, a non-finish. I don't want to see this. And now you got a situation where, well, some of the matches are long, and they're two segments, three segments, and, and they're, they're Donnybrooks. They're good matches. Um, I'm not blaming you, Wolfgang, but I'm like, well, what do we want to do? do? Do we want long matches? Do we not want long matches? Do we want short matches? This is where WWE's in a tough spot. You know, they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. Um, I myself, like a lot of you, I have a very short attention span. I don't want long matches on Raw SmackDown. I don't. Um, even if they're really good, I don't. I feel that because you want to keep your pay-per-view content special. That's for that, in my opinion. And that was the model for a lot of years. Um, but you know, they're trying to gain advertising and they're trying to obviously, you know, they do have now WWE massive TV contracts, new deals. So they want to maybe keep the audience, hence why they're having better, you know, top talent, work with top talent and have matches where you don't know what kind of finish you're going to get and all that kind of good stuff. Um, so yeah, you can go either way with it. Um, I, but I, I'm not a fan of the longer matches on raw me personally or SmackDown. I'm not, I, it's a three hour journey as it is raw. And it's like, do I want to see the same two guys, the same two girls for two, three segments? I really don't. So I'm just me. I just, I, I, I'm going to get bored of it. I really am. And even if it's a really strong match, I'm going to respect what they're doing, but I'm going to get bored. I really am. All right. So uh, we're going to go to break here in a second. And the other side of break, we're going to, it's actually, uh, I'm going to get into a question someone had about, and I'm going to give you my thoughts and opinions on the, uh, suppose that the impact wrestling, the TNA meetings with WWE in Stanford, Connecticut. So, I will get into that here on the other side of the uh, Gick uh, Schnabitz uh, Fern and Burnham. So we'll talk about that. And uh, before we do that, we'll talk about one well, of my good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, the Taz Show is supported by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, and they are introducing their all new Rate Shield approval. Yeah, buddy. Rocket Mortgage, they always outdo themselves. They are the best. So if you're in the market to buy a home, guys, check this out. Quicken Loans. Uh, will lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. Crazy is that? 
lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. So it's a very simple way to get started. Very simple process, as a great man once said. To get started, all you got to do is this. Go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030. That's a rocket mortgage. All right, guys, when we come back from break, what the hell happened in Stanford, Connecticut, right off I-95? But when TNA and the WWE worlds collided, they had a meeting. What was it about? I'm going to give you my thoughts and opinions on that when we come back. Tasho, sit tight. homies we're back here on the Taz show doing a little Taz hall meeting episode three yeah that's right kids so um get into talking about the I don't know, bring up that question that someone asked about the impact wrestling meeting in Connecticut uh, at the WWE headquarters we'll get into that in a second another question here this was on uh, Facebook that we pulled uh, again facebook.com slash the Taz show this is from Giovanni Holmes okay do you think WWE should be more invested in promoting their all-women's pay-per-view. So thank you, uh, Giovanni Holmes. Much appreciated. Uh, i got to say, uh, it's a little bit of a tough deal. You know, if you think about it, in defense of WWE, um, it's a little rough because you, you're they're always promoting something, right? So if you think about, like, their uh, their obligations are to the next big thing that's coming up, right? So that that's no matter what it is, if... Now, I'm not talking about Raws and SmackDowns. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the bigger events. You know, so so like the big super gimmick, super show gimmick they're doing in Australia, or they got the May Young Classic, uh, the May Young Classic uh, uh, gimmick. They got to promote that to a degree. But, uh, again, back to the super show, the one, the one in Australia, they're promoting that. So Evolution, the old women's pay-per-view, they had to wait because that's October 28th, where uh, October 6th is the super show. So they got to go in order. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but it, it, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, how much can they really promote? Um, they have so many events. You know, they, they do. And and that's that's they are a monster, 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 massive, massive corporation. And they, like I said before, about whatever hell I said, 65,000 pounds of bologna in a 20-pound bag. They got a lot going on. So you only can promote so much without it getting lost in the minutia. So Giovanni Holmes, as I respect your question, and I get why you're asking, and you're not wrong, but Evolution's at the end of October. So they, they'll promote it here and there. I've seen sprinkles of it on the social media, which they do a great job of, but they can't. They got to be careful because then if they go too much with that, then someone says, well, wait a minute. Why, why are they not promoting, you know, the, the, big, the big show uh, – they're doing um, in Australia, the big super show down in Australia, when that's that's early in October, where Evolution is late in October. So it's crazy. It's as simple as that sounds. That's it. They got to go in order. And I promise you, once uh, October 28th gets closer, they will be pushing hard Evolution 
Uh, and they, like I said, a little bit, I've seen it, you know, we've seen the push on social media and we, we've seen um, some of the names that, that have been announced and that, uh, the big news about Trish Stratus is going to, you know, get back in there and she's going to go at it with, with Alexa Bliss, which is going to be awesome. I mean, I, I know Trish personally. I love her. I think she's great. I, I was pretty good friends with her during our time together in WWE and, and I have nothing but respect for her. She's, she's just a great girl. Love her. So it's cool. And I'm looking forward to seeing her. And, and Alexa Bliss, you know, in a really cool match. Um, you know, we, we saw that you, you also what they promote. I'm trying to think what else. Um, well, Mickey James and Lita. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna have at it at the at freaking Evolution. It's gonna be cool. So it's like they've been promoting some stuff. You know, um, I, I guess they're waiting for things to evolve. No pun intended. With certain storylines too, but they got till the end of October. So you know, like the SmackDown 1000, they haven't really promoted that much either. If you think about it right or wrong so because that's not i don't know whatever the hell's that that's i'm trying to remember that's that's sometime in october too right uh, let me look that up hold on real quick a little cheat i don't normally cheat on the uh, google machine but i will because i actually have one of those computers in front of me those old school keyboards um and uh oh, oh i see what's going on this place hold on hang on a second this would be a good time to play uh some of the jeopardy music but uh we don't have it remember i used to do that when I was trying to think of something, couldn't remember. Just played it. It was awesome. I don't know. Uh, where, the hell, where, where, where the hell is this? Uh, WWE SmackDown 1000. Uh, when is it at? What the hell's going on? Why is this Wi-Fi not working? I'm sorry to, to, to do this to you people. This is, should not happen on the podcast. It's very unprofessional, but it's organic. We can edit this whole thing out, <laughs> but we won't. Um, but we can, but we're not going to. That I can tell you. It looks like it's, well, Raw 1000 was July 2012. Now the Wi-Fi is working, and I can't get the, I can't get the answer. Oh, well, it'll come up. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. I see what I did. I was hitting the wrong, uh, there's this Wi-Fi thing on this, in this studio I'm in, this click on, on this laptop. And I clicked the wrong thing, but now that's not working. What a jabroni. Man, I'm having a problem here. Oh, just came up October 16th. So there you go. Took a while to get you that. Sorry, that just wasted your time. I apologize. Uh, but I was having computer issues. Um, okay, so October 16th. So there you have it. So to my point, that's why we really heard, we have not heard a lot about that event. And I think that's in D.C. if I know it. I'm not reading that part. That I remember was in D.C. Smackdown 1000. I think I'm right on that. So, you know, look at the order. You got the, the WWE down on the gimmick they're doing. And then you got the, then you got to stop pushing. Uh, then you got to stop pushing evolution. So, uh, and then, and then, I'm sorry. Then you got to push SmackDown 1000. Then you're going to push, you know, then you got to push uh, evolution. You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, whatever. I, I mean, I am looking forward to that evolution show, by the way. So, complete side note, Jones right there. I am uh, for sure looking forward to that. I think that's going to be cool, and it's obviously groundbreaking, so it, that stuff's so cool. All right, the question um, that I uh, threw at you guys earlier, uh, earlier, <laughs> you hear that, earlier, what the hell is that? What a schmuck, you dumbass, earlier. I'm embarrassed. What an idiot, earlier. I've never said that word in my life, and I never will again. That's my goal. All right. The question about this uh, meeting in Stanford, Connecticut, the WWE headquarters, what the hell happened, Tess? 
So let me put over the person, Sam Banks. This is what Sam Banks said on uh, Facebook.com slash the Tasio Jobbers. Uh, what do you think the recent impact slash WWE meetings were about in Stanford? And then he goes on to say, I personally believe they were they were about a current, the meetings he means, about a current WWE contract of talent going into the Impact Hall of Fame. I honestly wouldn't be opposed to a deal being made to air Impact to air impact on the WWE network, Sam Banks. Okay, thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. Um, I don't agree with you in regards to the, the Hall of Fame chatter. I don't think I don't think that WWE would have a physical meeting uh, in their headquarters to talk about someone going in the Hall of Fame. I think that's a phone call, to be honest with you. Um, not a bad thought by you. I could be wrong because I wasn't in these meetings that Ed Nordholm and I think Scott Demore had in Stanford, Connecticut. Um, now, a couple of things I want to say about this meeting. What I think it was about. Oh, by the way, another thing. As far as airing impact on WWE Network, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. And I felt like when the WWE was born, I could have sworn I said that shit on, meaning when it first kind of started, I was talking about that. And I believe in that. And I think that would have been great. I thought, I'm just think now. I'm trying to remember now like the order. I was in TNA then. Can't remember who I was talking to. It might have been John Gaborik, somebody that I felt like, it would have been really fucking wild and cool for TNA to strike a deal with the WWE to air the the, the the TNA show on the network. I was thinking that several years back, and I'm not trying to act like a douche, but I mean that. And I kind of sworn I said that publicly. If not, I just did. But anyway, so if that happens, that wouldn't shock me, and I think that'd be cool. But I don't think that's what the meetings were about either. Um, I got a feeling uh, um, that the meetings might have been about Maybe Anthem, you know, you know, removing themselves from the wrestling industry possibly and basically saying we tap out and, hey, uh, you want to buy? Uh, you want to buy us? You want to buy this? What, which, you know, what, what do you want to buy our content? You want to buy our library? Um, from what I understand and, and uh, some folks that I've spoken to without getting into details, that, that, that's kind of been um, – I spoke to three separate people. And they all said the same thing, that the the brass of Impact, uh, don't have proof of this, was kind of denying, just basically denying that they are not looking to sell. Um, no one, I guess, really knows what the meeting was about. I will tell you this. I find it very intriguing and interesting that the meeting was at WWE headquarters. So you would say, well, what's the big deal, Taz? What's the big friggin' deal? That's their office. Okay, listen. Let me teach you guys a few things. They didn't have to have the meeting at WWE headquarters. They could have the meeting at a hotel like they had a meeting with me. They had a meeting with me when I first signed, as you guys, a lot of you guys know, at a hotel. I think it was the Western or the Wyndham, one of them or the W's, right? Near the WWE offices, a couple of miles away. And that's where I met and agreed on my deal with Mr. McMahon. Okay, and the reason why it wasn't at WWE headquarters is because they didn't want the public to know, which made sense. They wanted to kayfabe everybody. They wanted to keep it hush and quiet. Okay, and that was when the internet was just starting out with the buzz on stuff on the internet and the dirt sheets mostly was to start was definitely heavy going. So they didn't want word to spread and no one at the office to see that I was meeting with them because I was still an active, you know, with ECW, but I was in, I was I could have I was able to speak upon a new deal and you know I was able to negotiate. Uh so there was no no funky business there. But so a couple things. WWE wanted this to get out in my opinion and I don't blame them. 
And some would say, well, why? Well, because they didn't have to have the meeting at their headquarters if they didn't want it to get out. That's number one. They knew it was going to get out right away. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is, uh, obviously, WWE doesn't need really anything from TNA when it comes to this meeting. And I'll, they ain't pack wrestling. I'll call them TNA. Because in my view, well, then why didn't the WWE go to Anthem's headquarters to have a meeting? So it sounds, just connect the dots. That means, just my professional opinion, WWE, uh, I'm sorry, Impact Wrestling needs something or wants, they want to do something and they need something from WWE. Um, and I don't think it's a Hall of Fame person or looking to get someone in the Hall of Fame uh, to your question uh, uh, b- because uh, Sam Banks, uh, that's your name, correct? Yes, I want to make sure I got the right person. Because... um. That's that they don't need to do that in person. I just don't think they need to do that in person. I don't think they would would have done that in person. I, I, um, you would think, well, well, why would why would you go? Like, why why would TNA? What are they trying to do? Like, what what if maybe they are trying to sell a company? Um, why would WWE? If you believe my conspiracy theory of having it at the office, why would they do that? Well, I think because WWE knows and feels that. TNA, Impact Wrestling, subservient to them. So you come to our office. This is how this is done. And you meet with us and give us your pitch. Um, I I don't know. Uh, part of me believes a little bit, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, they don't have all the facts because a lot of he said, she said, or theories. Maybe it wasn't about selling. Maybe Anthem's not looking to sell because if WWE wanted to buy, then maybe they would have went to Anthem's headquarters. I don't know. Uh, or maybe they had to work out the money on it. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure we'll find out soon. Um, I know I know. I could delve into this question with two different people I know at WWE, but I won't because I could get the answer and I will not do it. I won't. But it's definitely intriguing. But think about the stuff I just said. I, uh, I'm just telling you, they did not have to have that meeting at the headquarters, at WWE headquarters in Stanford. WWE, I feel, wanted to make this get out. And I don't blame WWE. I think they did the right thing with that. Do I think Anthem wants to sell? I think there's a chance of it. I do. Maybe they were there to work out the money in person as opposed to the phone. That's a bigger conversation than someone going in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. And I could end up being wrong on this. If I am, I will come out and admit that, hey, you know what? I was incorrect on this. Uh, Sam Banks, you were correct. So that's the deal. All right, and that's the uh, end of this edition of Taz Hall Meeting, uh, Episode 3. I appreciate you guys all downloading and checking it out. Uh, very much so. Uh, I, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, subscribe to the show if you didn't. Spread the word of the show, guys. Please keep it hot. Keep it hot. You guys are doing a great job with it, and I love all the support, and I mean that. All right, guys, I'll be back at you the rest of the week here a couple times. I'm Taz. You're not. Talk to you guys soon. Oh, oh we got a big guest, by the way, this Wednesday. A little teaser there. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. When I was only worried about my top friends, now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They moving. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cause...